And welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Bobby. We're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. I love the way you do the hand action and everything with that, like pointing up to the sky, like to get into it. I feel like Buzz Lightyear. You, you, you look like Buzz Lightyear. Thank you. Yeah, it's all right. Thank you. Um, well, big news. We hadn't done a pod last week because of just, uh, um, well, things really. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the big news is that Callum is now a dad. He is. Um, and he has a beautiful baby girl called Daisy. He does. Uh, as we've seen on Twitter, and um, we put it out there. And thank you so much for all those people uh, that sent well wishes um, and uh, likes and everything like that. And uh, Callum is really uh, appreciative of uh, uh, of everyone's uh, love there for, for Daisy. He is. And hopefully he will come back to us soon and... He'll be able to update us all on it as well. Exactly. So. Yeah. Not yes. that we're going to turn into some sort of like baby sick podcast or something. Like oh, no, no, obviously not. No. But, but yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah. So congratulations to uh, uh, to Callum uh, and his and his partner, Jen. Yes. So uh, well done. Um, What else? I don't know. Well, we've we've been to some uh, exciting rugby league over the last few weeks, haven't we? We have. More important than that, at the right at this very minute, we're in what we can only be described as a makeshift studio. Yes, very makeshift to the yeah. point where we are literally on cardboard boxes. Yes, yeah, it looks like we've moved out. <laughs> all, all I can say to you on this, right? All I can say to you on this is that I feel disrespected. Yeah, yeah. If Cristiano Ronaldo, right, was in this room now, he wouldn't be putting up with this. I'm telling you now. He'd be, he'd be he'd be slagging off the producers of the LFP, uh, the manager of the LFP, uh, the facilities of the LFP, with Piers Morgan, of course. With Piers Morgan, that well-known rugby league fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just an interview. He'd, he'd be doing a podcast about our podcast. He would. He would. And it was like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I feel disrespected, like like Cristiano at the minute. What a baby, though, isn't he? Oh, it's ridiculous. Toys out of the pram there, aren't they? Absolutely. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Because the only thing that annoys me more than him, because he's top of my list, is that... Um, or, or actually, this week, it's not Paul Burrell. You know, the uh, Princess Diana's butler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, it's Boy George. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now, I've not watched really anything that celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of there. Yeah. Just by George in general. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I believe he's not covered himself in glory in this uh, jungle thing, has he? No, apparently he's allowed to eat different meals and he's also allowed to fashionise his uniform. Yeah. Otherwise he said he wouldn't do it. But he's been a bit of a bitch, hasn't he, apparently? So yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, have. Yeah. I have. Anyway, there you go. So more by George news next week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's get back onto rugby league. Yes, let's, let's do what we're here to, to talk about. Yeah, we're going to gloss over the quarterfinals um, very, very, very briefly in terms of we ended up with Australia uh, winning comfortably. New Zealand and Fiji was a, an epic. Yep. And it looked like uh, that Fiji were going to pinch it. 
It really did. Um, New Zealand just really didn't turn up on that night, did they? In, in sharp contrast to the semis. Yes. Um, they almost uh, uh, paid the penalty. England, I thought, were fantastic against Papua New Guinea, especially in the se- in the first half, should I say. Yeah. Uh, second half was a bit of a damp squib, but the game was, I think, about 36, 38 nil at half-time anyway, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something so, along those lines, yeah. yeah. Um, we did go to that. Yeah. Disappointing thing about that for us is that we were on the front row behind the sticks and it was hammering down and we got absolutely soaked. It was. And I had to go with Jordan. Yeah. And all the tries... Came at the opposite end, end to the first half. And let me tell you, when you need to put glasses on to see the other end of the the pitch, right? It's no fun. It's not. I can imagine. And and how can Wigan run out of pies? I don't know. I don't know. That's it's like your national dish. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They ran out of pies, didn't they? Mm. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, but that was that was good. And then uh, we we got to tell the story about the time of our lives we had at Samoa versus Tonga, haven't we? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, amazing. Uh, Do you want to start? Yeah. Well, I mean, first things first. We 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 uh, should we say we moved from our allocation? Yeah. Never mind the game. This is about us. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. So go on then. Game was game was all right. Game was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved from our allocation. Which were which was right low down on the corner flag. Yes. So we did our normal. Let's see what seats are available. Exactly. But to be fair, the Halliwell Jones was uh, was pretty packed. It was, which for, was great to see. Yeah, it was. It was uh, fantastic to see. Uh, and you ended up bumping into your old mate, didn't you? I did. The uh, the secretary, stroke chair, stroke leader. Everything of the uh, Samoan Rugby League. He did. Yeah. Uh, good old Fritz. Yeah. So you you met up with. With Fritz, who shook hands yeah. and said, "Oh, Andy, I believe these seats are yours in front, aren't they?" <laughs> yeah. Although you did get a bit nervy around half time when he went back up and thought someone was going to kick us out. Thought someone was going to get booted out. Do you want to tell everybody where our seats were? We were probably what on the Samoan bench. We were on the Samoan. We actually were on the Samoan yeah. bench. Yeah, we were on the Samoan bench to the point <laughs> where, like, I could like practically poke Matt Parrish in his back and, you know. Well, no, you could have done because you were sat right behind him. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because got the, got the, there's a picture that we we'll put out on Twitter there about with Matt Parrish when it zooms in. Yeah. And then there's me, you and uh, Ant from work that we took with us. Yes, he did, um, yeah. He had the time uh, of his I, life. Which I need to discuss this in more detail in a second. Okay. But we were actually uh, looking at his screens and everything. We were sat we were sat behind Matt Parrish, weren't we, on, his, yeah. on, on the Samoan bench. Yes, we were. Um I think he wondered what we were doing there, but like <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I mean, good news for you is you didn't need your glasses that day because you just yeah. you could just watch it on his screen. We could see all the stats and everything, how many sets they complete, and everything it was could great. Be on the screen. It was funny, um, and uh, the good news was obviously for from from our point of view on that one was that Samoa won because we were we were on their bench. Yes, uh, which was good. The only yeah. disappointing thing is is that I didn't get to get on. I didn't get on. No, no. We thought we were going to get picked at one point. I thought we going to, you know, 15 minutes to go, needed a try. I thought, oh, they might ask me to go on here, but they didn't. see this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, that, what's that number six card? I'll take his place, take him off. So you, so we need to talk about our friend Ant, who's, who's, uh, who works with us. And, we do. Um, in fact, he's here now behind the scenes, isn't he? He is. BTS, behind the scenes, Behind Ant. the scenes, Ant. Yeah, producer Ant. Um, 
he's very opinionated, Ant, isn't he? For those, you know, f- just to put you in the picture. That's one word for him, but... Mm, yeah. Um, for some reason, thinks that Fleetwood Town are the greatest football entity that's ever lived. Um, Not just in football. Just generally. In sport. <laughs> in sport. Yeah. And uh, Ant was... Uh, Ant very opinionated, but was struggling to drink his pint because of the proximity we were on the Samoan bench because he felt guilty. Yeah. He felt guilty for drinking his pint and having a pie, didn't he, on the bench? He did. He really did. Which is funny. So. Although. He soon changed his mind about wanting to stand up like he wanted to before the game. Yes, very much so. Oh, uh, yeah, very much so. Why but, Why do you always sit down? Because it's respectful. No, 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 we stand up. We, we stand, stand up. up. We no. stand up at Fleetwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's because you can't afford seats. <laughs> There's only 300 of you. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. uh, but yes, but what a game that was in, in the end. And that was the, the pick of the quarterfinals, I think, wasn't it? I think it was. But just before you move on, we do have to point out one more thing about, about Ant who came with us. And that is that live on BBC, at some point during that game, you can witness him eating a steak pie behind Matt Parrish's head. <laughs> you can. No energy drinks, no gels, no nothing. He's got a steak pie on the Samoa bench. <laughs> what, they were non-league keeper that got done for that a bit ago? Yeah, yeah like, what was he called? Wayne something, Yeah, and he got, he got done for it, didn't he? Because he was advertising a pie or something, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, like he was like a big fat goalie, yeah. wasn't he? And, and people bet on him to eat a pie on the bench and, and he, he did. did it. And they had to pay out because oh. they bet on him to eat a pie on the bench. I mean, knowing Nant's love of gambling as well, I mean, to be honest, if we'd have had... if, if We we could have bet on that, We could we? have done. Absolutely, we could have done. We'd have cleaned we, up. We would have done. Oh, dearie me. Never anyway. mind. So... That left us on to the semis, and do you know what? What an absolutely couple of banging games. These are two of the best games that I've seen in International Rugby League ever. Yeah. I was going to say for years and years, but actually, to get two games of that excitement yeah. and that drama in 24 hours, yeah. absolutely incredible. If we can't build on that as a, as a, as a game... Something wrong because that was yeah. unbelievable. The both both games, some sort of four nations with those with the four semi finalists. Anything along those lines, I think you'd get high quality games that would be fantastic to watch for anybody. The problem is at the minute, and I've said it before, we have a lack of quality international teams in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, and if there was going to be um, a tri nations, a four nations, something like that, I get the feeling that we would have to travel. Down under, yeah, which rather would be than, a shame for bring, our fans. Rather than yeah. bring three teams over here, yeah, because it just makes sense, doesn't it? It does. And unfortunately, we've said it before. And as a Northern Hemisphere, we're getting um, we're getting a bit left behind, and that's mm. that's that's my biggest worry from from all this. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, we, we talk about having a big. We used to have a big three. Yeah. Now I think potentially we've definitely got a big five. Yep. With Samoa and Tonga. I don't sure Tonga are quite there as they used to be, but they're still there. Yep. Samoa only just touched past them. Yeah. Could have gone either way. And um then you've got Fiji, Papua New Guinea, who are always going to be of a certain standard. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that's a makes a big seven, but internationally. It's more than we've had in the past. Yeah, definitely. Of that quality. And unfortunately, six of those are Antipodean. 
or Pacific Island or whatever. Yeah, they yep. are. Yeah, which is which, is a shame, which means that you know England probably wouldn't get them over here as uh, you know we'd have to travel and stuff, which wouldn't be great for our fans, but. Hopefully something just comes on the back of it, even if it starts off over there, and then we we try and bring it over here. You know, just something. And, and as a brand, international based. As a brand, if it was internet, if we were going under that, that as a, as a brand, I would like to. I would like us to go under the Great Britain banner. Yeah, as the Lions. Yeah, agreed. I'm not sure that would happen now. No. Now, but I would like us to go that as a four nations Great Britain. I think that would generate more interest. Yeah, media wise and national wise than. Yeah, um, I agree. Than it would than it would if we were England. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and that brand because the last time we did that as a brand with the Lions was an absolute disaster mm. because the tour itself was a disaster and Wayne Bennett openly said it's going to be a trial for England's World Cup team. Yeah, it's not the idea of a Great Britain Lions tour. No. So I think we need to rectify that as well. Yeah. Especially when you've got Blake Austin on your wing. I mean, that's just not good for anybody, is it? No, but we did sit next to him on the Samoa bench. We did actually. Uh, uh, well, he was he, well, actually. He was in the, yeah. He was in the. He was in the. the, the he was. He seats, was. Wasn't he? he was in the next to the bench. He was, in, he was in the public seat. Yes, he was. <laughs> With Daryl Clark. Yes. Uh, and Brody Croft. Yes, we met Brody Croft. We met the Man of Steel. Yeah, we did. He wasn't on the bench either. No, he wasn't. No. So no. you know, I don't know. But yeah, nice guy though. Well, yeah, he can't have everything though, can you? <laughs> they, were, they were just in the public seats. But yeah, um, semis. Let's start with. Australia, New Zealand. I think Which we were there at. We were. We were. And it was a it was a really good game. Based off the quarterfinals, as you already said, when, when New Zealand almost had to pinch the game from Fiji, you kind of had that anticipation of going into the game and thinking, this could be another slaughter. This could be 30 plus points to Australia, the way that the, both teams have been performing. And also our kind of curse on the game as well every time we've been to Australia and New Zealand it's been a bit of a blowout <laughs> well we went to the fight the World Cup final in was it 2013 I think wasn't yeah. it and it wasn't 34 nil or something and, something along and those I, I, lines, get these, yeah. I get the sort of sense it's probably not not the case but I always get the feeling that it's going to be around about that score each time we've seen it so yeah. for for New Zealand to be 14-10 up at half time um, and I think fully deserved absolutely I think I think they played brilliant rugby league um they just they just didn't qu- i mean it's all you say they didn't quite do it in the second half but it's at the end of the day it sounds cliche but it's australia and australia do what australia do best and they ain't gonna just die and roll over and that's exactly what what happened what the, happened the um the um intensity of the game was origin like yeah it really uh, was. And I also think the try uh, with the kick from Cleary to Addo Carr, yeah. which was about a 50-yard kick. Except it wasn't Nathan Cleary. Oh, was it not? Sorry. I've it was Ben Hunt. Oh, was it? I thought it was Nathan. On the night, was I thought really? it was Nathan Cleary. I watched it back. It was Ben Hunt who put that kick in. Was it really? Mm. Well, that's a fir- that's you've surprised me because I just assumed it was yeah. Nathan Cleary. Oh, Ben Hunt. Well, but the way that he collected that and dived in, how fast was he to get down the wing? To take a ball at that speed and that control and have absolute top-class ability. I, do you know what? To to an outside fan who maybe just watched that game for, for, for something to watch, it probably doesn't look that impressive. 
yeah. in in that sense. It looks very simple, kick over the top, he's caught it, he's in. Yeah. But I think anybody who watches our sport or understands the the mechanics of, of what it would take to run at that pace and catch a ball so cleanly and score, mm. it's try the tournament. I, I agree. Fleetwood, Fleetwood will never do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely different. They are superb. But a couple of talking points off you, if I can. The, the second half was only 6-0. Mm. And the try that, that got it to, to 6-0 that put Australia in front, the Kiwis will be... Oh, they, they will be desperately, desperately unhappy about that one. They'll they? be kicking themselves. It was very, very soft. That was the Cam Murray try, wasn't it? It was. He practically just strolled over, didn't he? It well, they got nothing. another six, didn't they? Yes. They got another, they got us another set of six. They got six again, and it was the first tackle off that, I think. Yeah. And he just piled in and just, just drove the ball in from, what, 10 or 15 yards out? Yeah. And ended up crashing in. And I'm like, that's... That is soft. Yeah. When you think about New Zealand's defence over the whole game, yeah, to give a try like that away, I think they'll think he's unforgivable, really. Absolutely. And and like we said as well, to to be in front at half time at fourteen ten and and keep the keep the Aussies down like that, and then to be in the lead, you've thrown it away in a mm. matter of such just softness. And I think you'll be kicking yourself more that it was six nil, and that's the way you. That's the way you'll be remembered for exiting this tournament. Mm. You've you've cost yourselves the game. What I also thought was that Australia turned the screw as that second half went on. Yes. In terms of pressure, yeah. in terms of intensity, in terms of defence, in terms of completion of sets, yeah. in terms of field position. And they really did turn the screw because we were sat in the half that New Zealand were attacking in the second half. We were in that corner, weren't we? Yeah, I think... And we didn't really see the ball. No. I think twice we saw the ball. Once they put a kick up and it was uh, the score, but it was it was not given because it, it was a knock-on. Yeah. And then the second one, which is the other talking point, really, was the Jerome Hughes kick into the corner. Yes. And the ball got put down on the on the line. He was already out. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, it was the winger, wasn't it? But he was already out. Yeah. And, was um, Mulatalo, it was Mulatalo. It was Mulatalo, I think. Yeah, and he was already out. And... That was a massive turning point, and it, and it's. It, I was thinking about this after, and I was thinking, actually, when you haven't had much ball, and you're in a pressure situation, it's very very hard to keep your head clear and keep your head cool. And and Jerome used thought that was the right option. Yeah, and they were only on the second tackle, mm. and that was basically the last chance that New Zealand got in the game. Really, yeah. That was it. Yeah, it was. It, right. it was. It was then or never, and obviously it ended up being never. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that was a particularly clever kick at that point on in that point in the set. Not when you've not had much field position, I think. And that's the thing, and it, and it turns because Australia yeah. had turned the screw, it turns into a bit of a panic. In yeah, got to make something of this quickly because we're not getting the ball down here. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you see a, a gap or what you think is, is an opportunity, no matter what the tackle, and you think, well, it's the right option. But, you know, the other thing is as well is he's put that kick in on the second tackle, but it's gone to the wing of Adokar. Mm. You're putting a kick in against a man that can turn and get up to speed so quickly. It's very unlikely you're going to get that ball down because of that. 
the, the speed that he gets. I mean, you know, for anyone else, that kick probably goes through. It turns him around and it probably it's probably taken by the time he's turned around for Mulatalo to ground the ball. Mm. But unfortunately, you've got a man of that speed. And just to just to clarify, how he how Adokar missed out on State of Origin this year is the biggest mistake in <laughs> in international rugby league. Strange, isn't it? It's it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. But but also also shows the depth of talent, which yeah. is frightening. It really is. Absolutely frightening. Yeah. Um last point on this game. Um twenty eight thousand. Good attendance. I like it, yeah. It was it was good to see uh this the semi finals were very well supported, I think. Yeah. Both of them will come on to the England one, obviously, but I think both finals were were very well supported. Twenty eight thousand was a was a, a good attendance, I think, and and royally treated to a fantastic night out. Yeah. So yeah. And I think twenty eight thousand wanted the Kiwis to win. So. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Apart from a little bunch of Aussies behind the stitch, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, apparently. Um, and then less than twenty four hours later. Uh, we moved to the Emirates, didn't we? We did. Uh, just on this before that, because there was there was forty thousand at this one. Mm. Personally, I think they've got this the wrong way around. I thought the England and Samoa one should have been at Ellen Road. Yep. If they're the two grounds for the semis, and the Australian New Zealand one should have been at the Emirates. Yep. Because there's so many. Australians and New Zealand communities live in the south and around London that I think that they would have filled that up. We've seen that a few years ago in a Four Nations, a Tri-Nations match when they took it to QPR. Yeah. And it was a game there and it was a healthy crowd. And I think people in the south would have would have lapped up that, that Australian-New Zealand game just because of the because um, the communities that live in, in, in yeah. London. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that but because I also can't help but feel I get I get we're trying to expand rugby league I get it I understand that but what I don't understand is why we try and make fans travel the furthest possible distance to watch their team well we didn't go to that one no purely because the train prices were extortionate we didn't fancy driving from the north all the way down to London, especially after having driven to Leeds mm-hmm. the previous night. Yeah. And that's top and bottom of it. Yeah. Really. Would I have liked to watch that match live? Of course I would. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. But you can't do everything and we can't go to every game and can't no. afford to go to every game. So no, you can't. it would have been you know, it would have been nice. But I'm not complaining about the, the choices and all that sort of stuff, but I just think that, that perhaps could have been the other way around. Forty thousand didn't look forty thousand though, did they? No, especially not at the start. I don't know whether it maybe whether people the dwarfs. I, I don't. I don't understand some of the attendances that have been announced. To be honest, no, I don't. But anyway, um, but what a game! Amazing. I can't believe we're sat here talking about a golden point semi final in a in in a World Cup. As in, just. The, the the fact that it's gone to that distance. Yeah. What an advert what an advert for the game. Sorry, I thought you meant the other point that 
it shouldn't be golden point. Oh, yeah, well, I'll come on to that as, as yeah. well. But at the same time, it went the distance. It went yeah, to I'm golden agree. point. Like, what an advert for the game. Anybody tuning into that game would have been on the edge of the seat at all times. Well, we had a little group, didn't we, that watched it together? We did, yeah. And I've got to say, at the end of the game... We were all absolutely devastated. Everyone, I'm still, I'm still gutted now. I am, but I am. Um, but the the group at the end, because we went from celebrating wildly, Her- Herbie Farm was equalising try, didn't we? Yeah. And the nervousness of making since conversion, yeah, to make it twenty six all to go yep. into Golden Point. That when that when Crichton's drop goal went over, we were absolutely all of us as a room were just absolutely deflated yeah and usually let's be honest for the majority of fans usually that sort of feeling only happens when you're supporting your club team yeah it does it does you're right but that is as disappointed as i've ever been at the end of a at the end of a game yeah so let me ask you let me ask you this uh something that i i posted on on my twitter earlier this week but i want to see what you would say as well what is your biggest heartbreak in an England rugby league game. Is it Stephen Crichton's drop goal, 27-26? Or is it Sean Johnson's last-minute try to send us crashing out in 2013? I saw the poll. Yep. And I think I'm in the minority because whether it's a recency bias, Mm. I'm not sure. But for me, definitely Crichton's drop goal. Yeah, I agree. For For the simple reason that I think in 2013, although we were really close... And we were we were we were seconds away, if you like. Mm. We weren't really expected to win it. I don't think before the game. No, I don't think there was the same expectation. Yeah, it was more hope than expectation. This was the other way around. Yeah. So to to fail on this one was, I think, especially after the the demolition that we put over Samoa in the in the opening game. Yeah, I think this was the. Uh, the more devastating of the two, Def- definitely. I think <clears throat> I agree with you, and I think simply for me, it's because of the way the game ended as well. I like I understand, you know, the the Sean Johnson one, but I think for me, the way that game ended, you know, Samoa were on the back foot with ten minutes to go anyway. Yeah, you could see them getting a bit sluggish. You could see, it, and then Stephen Crichton intercepts and and makes mm. it twenty six twenty. All of a sudden, they've got that adrenaline back in them but they were they were they were dying off they weren't we were making more yards we were making an, an opportunity to go and win this game and then all of a sudden we've got to score a try again mm. and I think that's what did it for me mm. and I think obviously you know the way that it, it and coming back to what you said at the start about you know it not going to golden point yeah you know you can't say that for 100% certain that England would have dropped that goal in normal time mm. But why did he not keep hold of the ball? Yeah. Why, as he tried with 10 seconds to go, just take it to the ground, mm. take it to the ground, stick it in field, down the middle. You've got Tompkins that can drop, Makinson that can drop a goal. Uh, you've got Williams. Was this the Whitehead offload? Yeah. What, just why are we trying to score a try with 10 I- seconds to go? Just take it to the ground. Yeah. We had, we were thirty meters out and we, had, we were in drop goal range. We were. Ma- Makington's probably got one of the biggest drop goals I've ever ever seen in terms of distance. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's kicked he kicked one in the 
2019 one against Salford that was about 40 yards out. Yeah. And then he hit the post in the... Famous the, well, the, the famous the, Wellsby try. The yeah. famous Wellsby try, and that was what about forty-five yards yeah, out, yeah. and that didn't. That was clear in it. If he'd have, and so we were in range for absolutely, certainly for Makington, if not, if not for anybody else that maybe they trusted, yeah, more from a shorter distance. But yeah. anyway, so did it go wrong for England, or did it go right for Samoa? I think it went wrong for England. Personally, I think, like as I've just said, I think Samoa played. Don't get me wrong, Samoa played fantastic on the day. They they really did. They put on an absolute great game and a great show. But as I just said, they were on the back foot, and as you, as we all know in rugby league, one moment can can change a game. And there was more than one moment, and that's what did it. But there's more than one moment. Tell you what, I'm not happy with. Go on, people singling out Jack Wellsby. Yeah, uh, come on. It's just... A 21-year-old kid that's had um, mountains of success yeah. at his club. And then people are now blaming him. I've read stuff like, he should, oh, he should never play for England again and like that. I mean, I I wrote down then, I wrote down, because he made a knock-on in Golden Point, which is what people are alluding to mm-hmm. and stuff, and that he wasn't really in the game which I agree with in the terms of Williams. George Williams was was our best player, I thought. He was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And Luai, his quality. Yeah. And outplayed Wellsby as a six. Yeah. Right? No no questions there whatsoever. But when you look at it, you could and I'm not I'm not when I say these things now, I'm not blaming any one individual because there's so many ebbs and flows that go into a game yep. over eighty minutes. You can point to any of these. Of course, a little could. bit like football when you say, if a keeper drops one and drops it in the net, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. If a striker misses one from two yards out, that's sort of forgotten. Mm. Oh, he should have scored. Oh, keepers threw one in. There's a, there's a, there's a difference in, in the way yeah, the blame yeah. game goes. So I'm not blaming anybody for these things, but there's so many... So When I've watched it back, there's so many incidents that have changed the game. Um where England could have done better. You know, yeah. the first Samoa try um, where Watkins dives out of the line and Lafayette goes round him. Yeah. Watkins should have scored himself. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure he hasn't got that down. Uh, you know, Dominic Young bombed uh, an easy an easy kick over the top. Yeah. Uh, Makinson should have scored in the opening minute. Yeah. With a kick that he didn't need to take above his head and didn't, and it's bounced off his chest. Yeah. You'd back him to take that nine times out of ten. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned the Whitehead one where we went left at the end. Yeah. Um, Wellsby knocks on in the golden point. Tomkin give Tomkins gives a forward pass. Yeah. Uh, Radley's interception. Yeah. You know, there's so many, there's so many things. That's yeah. without getting into team selection about how it could have changed, etc. Cetera, et cetera. They're just moments in the match that. Yeah, you know Samoa scored a try. I think it was Crichton's first try, where was it Paolo's yeah, offload? That was fantastic. under the post. Paolo scores. A, he, he goes in short. Somehow gets an offload, and Luai has the presence of mind not even to catch the ball. Yeah, and bats it straight into Crichton, who goes over. Fantastic try. Yeah, if he did that move ten times, that might be the only time it ever comes off. Yeah, 
It was, so oh, yeah, so, it was so it there's was so many ebbs and flows. And that's it. That, and you could point to that in any game that you watch in Super League, in the NRL, in whatever, in internationally every week. Yeah. So to lay the blame at, at someone's door because you think he's not done enough, or you think the halfback partnership hasn't worked, that suddenly, that suddenly has worked for the other games, mm. you know, and things like this, and all we, and, and the hooker. Well, I, I sort of agree with the hooker that he shouldn't, that we should have took perhaps more than two. And certainly if you took two, one should, they both should be in the, the 17. Yeah. And one shouldn't be playing 80 minutes at that stage of his career. I agree with that sort of thing. Yeah. But these are moments in the game. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I think just to circle back round to the Wellesley thing as well is, you know, there's, there's even an argument that, Wells bit while while I was glad to see Wells would be be taken, there's an argument to say that he might not have even have been picked for this World Cup. He might have just seen how it went on and, you know, got a flow for how England prepared and stuff, had we had the players that were fit. I don't think he gets in over Low Max at six, if Low Max doesn't rupture his bicep. I don't think he you know, so and then I don't think he takes the number one off Sam Tompkins because Tompkins is your captain. You're gonna you're gonna pick him. So realistically, Wellsby maybe would have only been there to see how the England setup worked for for the next tournament when he when he's probably 24, got three more years under him, and Starting he's probably his prime, he's, yeah. he's, he's prime he's prime best player. But mm. you know he's now unfortunately because of injuries. You know he got thrown in at six, a position that. Let's be honest. He, he, he all right. He's played it well for for St. Helens this season, but only because he's had to. He's a fullback. He's a fullback. Yeah, that's right. So you know, I don't agree with this. You know, blame blame Wellsby. You know, start looking if you want if you want to play the blame game, which I don't think you should. Don't not by any means. Don't play the blame game. But look at your players that are experienced enough that didn't step up and didn't show up for England, and. You know, before you start blaming a 21-year-old kid that, you know, has got his full career ahead of him. And I guarantee you that in 2025 in France will be one of the best players Mm. on that pitch. Yeah, have a look at yourself if that's what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, See what I can't believe that Stephen Crichton is 22. No, he's not. He is. He's 22. Yeah. No. Well, that's what I read this week. You carry on talking while I look this up. I was like, no way is he... Well, that is thoroughly disappointing to say that I'm 25. And... <laughs> nearly 26, actually. I, I am nearly 26, you're right. But to say that I'm tw- nearly 26 and he's 22, that is thoroughly disappointing. Yeah, he's only just 22. He was 22 in September. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's twenty. He's 22. Oh, my goodness. 22. 22, and he's in a World Cup final with Samoa, and he's won back-to-back premierships with the Panthers. Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. It just doesn't strike me as 22. No. I thought he was about 27, 28. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, sorry, just to just before we, just before we move on, just to, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, now I'm sure if you've been on Twitter as of late, you've probably read this, but you've, you must have heard the story of England and Samoa back at the hotel. I have 
Um, what I was going to do was I was going to ask you to uh, uh, just actually like like a phoenix from the flames live out the live out one of the greatest moments from an international World Cup. Okay, so we're going to like we haven't, we haven't got a we haven't got a. In fact, play the jingle. Which jingle's this? Uh, the uh, the Vossi jingle. Oh, okay. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Greatest moment of the World Cup. It's three o'clock in the morning. Who's there? What? There's no one there. <laughs> George, Sam, Tom, why are you running off? <laughs> What's James Bentley doing there? <laughs> I'll fight you for a tenner. <laughs> It's like, it's like some sort of like, like, see you know, I step with, shh, you wake up my dad and get me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sugar man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Simpson. I'm grounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who had the, I want to know who had the idea, right, just, just to be sat downstairs and just go, lads. Should we go play Knockadora Run on the Samoans? <laughs> like, who comes up with that thought? Who's that childish? I think it was Fritz, the uh, <laughs> the chair of the Samoan Rugby League. Why well, he went down and got England? I to think he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, oh. Right. Okay. Is it? Is it? Is it funny? Is it childish? Is it? What is it? Is it like? It's. I don't, I can't wait. Are we eight? What's going on? It's like, a, it's like a primary school trip, isn't it? I'm going with funny me. I think it's brilliant. I, I just, but then, and then I think about it more and more and I'm like, actually, you grown men playing knock and door run. Yeah. Maybe it was Jack Wells, but he's only 21. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he read all the things about being a child. I was like, right, well. <laughs> well, I'm going to knock a door run away, yeah. Call me a child, I'll act like one. Um, what, why is James Bentley involved in this? He left the competition two weeks ago. What's he still doing here? I don't know. And he lives in Leeds. What's he doing? In, what's he doing at a hotel? In, what are you doing in a pie factory? <laughs> what are you doing at a hotel yeah. in Manchester? It's mental. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand what's gone on. What's going on? Uh, why is Victor Radley having a fight with him? Well, apparently, there's there's two stories going around. Okay, and apparently, one allegedly, of, allegedly, one of them is that James Bentley was uh, slagging off Sean Wayne. Right. So allegedly, Victor Radley has uh, had a bust up with him to defend the coach. Right. Or the other one is that apparently James Radley was winding Victor Radley up and saying that. He only played for England because he's not good enough to get into the Australia squad. Right. So apparently Victor Radley headbutted him. Right. And James Bentley ended up with stitches. 
Right. So there's two stories. Take which one of you you want to believe. Either way, it just doesn't look good, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, but excellent, but excellent story. Yeah, brilliant. I, incredible. Um, we've got Brian, haven't we? Next. Yes, we will get Brian from six again, and we're going to preview the finals. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. Well, as promised, that jingle can only mean one thing, and we are joined by the man himself, Bry. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you, boys? It's good. I must admit, what I was going to do then was ring Brian, just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> And then run away. <laughs> Beautiful. Andy, is that you? Yeah. 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 So anyway, so oh, Brian, what a we've 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 just been talking about the semi finals before you come on. What a magic weekend of rugby league that was, wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, unbelievable, wasn't it? Two of the best semi finals you could Asked for other than one result, really. Absolutely, which is what we've just been talking about. But yeah, but we're gonna look. We're gonna look forward. But before we do that, you're gonna. We've been doing our um, uh, predictions, league, haven't we? Our prediction comp for the World Cup, which I'll admit I've totally lost interest in. Now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost it just after the group yeah, stage after carrying the hopes of the LFP. And I failed miserably. But other people didn't fail miserably, did they, Bri? No, they never. Um, we had the semi-finals, obviously, at the weekend. Um, and we had uh, Joseph Appleyard, our whole KR fan. Yeah. And we had Nathaniel Wood, our Huddersfield fan. Yep. And um, progressed to the final this weekend. Yeah, so who was who was uh, who were our beaten semi finalists, Bry? Uh, Johnny Ashey, our Wigan fan, and Cass Tiger Stats Roy. Yeah, well, was beaten in the semi final. At least one of the stats team made it. You know, most of the way, didn't they? Out the group stages, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but what I do have to point out as well, because <laughs> he'll he'll no doubt be listening to this. Um, uh, Johnny has plastered some nice pictures on Twitter this week. Johnny Ashey, our Resident Wigan fan, hasn't he? Have you he seen these? Indeed. I haven't seen. Yeah, these. He, he tagged me in them. Yeah, um, he yeah. had he had a he had a lovely weekend, didn't he? He did in his uh, in his Saints get up. Yeah. Oh dear. Taking shots. He did drinking shots in his Saints t-shirt. Oh dear. Was he on a stag day? I think so. I oh think so. Yeah. Oh, either that, or I think it's like a little bit like Ed, Eddie Izzard. It's just like how he likes to dress at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and and the best part about it was he said he regretted taking a shot when Callum Watkins scored, and then he got disallowed. Yeah, because he, yeah, he had to do an extra shot. But obviously, the main thing is is that he's done all this in his Saints kit. So uh, yeah, well done, yeah. Johnny. Well done, Johnny. You, you know we've had you know we've had a conversation this. Uh, this World Cup boys about ringers. Yeah, yeah, we've got one. We've got one in. The, we've got one in the uh, prediction league. We've got we a ringer. Have, we? we have. Yeah. yeah. Explain more, Brian. We've got Johnny Ashley in the same shirt. Yeah, we've got that one. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was th- sorry. I was thinking. Uh, sorry, I was. I was thinking. And if we kick off with the uh, the wheelchair final. I was thinking about yeah. our insiders, and I'm sorry, my mistake. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, so, no. Can you, can you explain more about that one then? 
Yeah, we have two two finalists from the insiders from last year's prediction league in the World Cup. There you go. Mm-hmm. We have Tom Alliwell and Deck Roberts. There we also go. had uh, beaten semi finalists. We had Harry Jones of Wales wheelchair. Yeah. In the semi final, and we had uh, Carrie Roberts. Yeah. Um, and Danya, Danielle Anderson. Yeah. Uh, we're both semi finalists as well. So. This is the place. This is the place to be. Oh, also, absolutely, yeah. And also on the talking the insiders as well. One of our insiders has has, uh, uh, secured a big move this week as well, haven't they? They have indeed, Mister T. Vitson. Oh yes, of course. Mm -hmm. He's now uh, uh, he's now with the champions. Massive step, isn't it? You know what? There's going to be a, there's going to be a massive queue to be the insiders next year, Brian, because you can see that people think, "Oh, I'm going to go places if I do this." Exactly. You know, don't put too much pressure on me, mate. Come okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I heard St. Ellen's have got a post that just says "former insider T. Ritz and yeah. <laughs> sponsored by the LFP. Yeah. <laughs> Is it- is that one of them where, like, when you're having a wee and they've got them posters in front of you in the, in the head? Yeah, that's oh, the one, yeah. The ones that are weird that make you wee everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's Do you not one. do that? No? It's just, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm getting old. <laughs> so, anyway, wheelchair final, Bri. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is going to be the clash of the Titans. This is, oh, just some players on that, on that court are going to be. The, yeah, I think this will be the closest to the three of them. As yeah. well, I think of the three finals, this is I can't call it. I really cannot call it. Yeah, fans I, are I, fantastic. I'm, well, I'm going to get you to call it though. I'm I'm oh. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one as well. It's been a it's it's, it's really highlighted the uh, the efforts that the the wheelchair rugby league go to, and I think it's been a fantastic advert for the game. But this final should be an absolute cracker. Um. But just before we just before we go on to um, just before we start previewing that final, can I just make one very small point on on the wheel on the wheelchair rugby league? Okay, and I found this out this week, and I think I think it's the greatest thing of all time. Go on, the fact that the Australian wheelchair team are called the Wheelaroos. You like that, don't you? I think it's amazing. You love that, don't you? Well, you've got the black caps, you've got the almost, you've got the Wheelaroos. That is amazing. What Brilliant. a team name. It is. It is good, isn't it? But Bobby, yeah. have you been hiding under a rock? How have you only found out about that dish? I don't know. I just saw it for the first time and I thought, that is incredible. He's a late convert oh. to the game, Bry. But I'd say, you know, Brett 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 into the... Uh, the, the coach of uh, the Wheelaroos, absolutely top bloke. I was speaking to him at Ellen Road last week, and he's a really, really top bloke, really nice bloke, really nice man. Well, um, the, I mean, the two teams that were in the final, Bry, um, England and France, have been the outstanding two teams in the tournament, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, let, let's be honest. It's, let's be honest. They've won most of the games about 140 nil or something, haven't they? So this isn't going to be yeah. this isn't going to be the same, though, is it? No, this this isn't. There was there was test matches in the summer, um, and they were really close. Uh, England just come out on top. France are world champions beat England uh, at the last World Cup uh, in the last thirty seconds. Um, they, they, these are the two. These are the two best in the world going head to head, and 
some of the players, some of the skills that they have, Jenny Bosson, Nicola Clusel for for France, unbelievable players. And then you look at England, Jack Brown. I've watched Jack Brown live, and it's just it's just a different. He's just a different animal. Yeah, the, um, he, he's class. The, the French team. Some of the off the cuff stuff and some of the passes that are like wing, pretty much wing to wing from like take some real strength, uh, and some of the yeah. inventiveness that they've got where you know they'll kick the ball forward and uh, and then really you know really get on a chase, really um, really inventive stuff. It really is, and you can tell. I think this is the only this this is the only where England have like home advantage. I think friend, the France advantage is. They pretty much all play for Catalan. So they, they all know each other's game inside out. They all, whereas obviously it took England a little bit of time to gel with Jack Brown coming over from Australia mm. and plays from from different um, different clubs, a bit like Australia in the men's game, the reporting with Cleary yeah. saying that they're not, they're not gelling. But that's what France bring. They, they, they bring that closeness of all being together, most of them being together at Catalan all season, and Catalan are dominant, um, got to the Chance Cup final the, uh, this year. They're a really good team, um, but yeah, some of the skills, some of the some of the plays that they, they pull off, you, 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 don't, you, you, don't, you don't work out how it's, you can't work out how you do it. Oh, great vision, it's, really great it's vision. It's unreal, some, yeah. of, some of it's fantastic. And the thing is, with the balls being a bit lighter and the bounce is more unpredictable as well. Yeah, so right, when you yeah. do kick these through and then the bounce and the bounce is perfect and you're like, how how have you done that? And they the really, they are, they are the pinnacle at the minute, obviously because they're world champions or twice world champions. But Friday's going to be the test, the yeah. big test. Uh, and that, as, as you say, that's on Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Friday at Manchester Central. Um, sold out. Sold out. Ability. Sold out. Yeah, uh, seven thirty kickoff, um, and it's also live on BBC Two. Yeah. Um, but sorry. No, I must admit we've we've done our own little thing this week, haven't we? We've been hooked on it. So in the, in the back room, we've got a, we've got a room in the back, haven't we? Where we've got an old mannequin. So we stuck a rugby ball on top of the mannequin's head, and then sat in a chair, and then like chucked some conversions, haven't we? On yeah. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! It's been good fun. It has been good fun. Well, yeah. So for, yeah. For, for people who do follow follow me, they'll be bored bored now of how much I've been going on about this sport for the last eighteen months. But it's great. People are now seeing why. Yeah, I've been banging on about it, and that's right. And, it, and it's great to see. It's brilliant to see. So, um, so let's move on to Saturday because we've got two finals on Saturday, haven't we? Yes, kicks, we have. Kicks off. Um, uh, the first final on is. Uh, Australia versus New Zealand women. Yes. Um, two, well, one one really interesting semi-final. I mean, Australia absolutely steamrolled Papua New Guinea. Yeah, they did. Uh, in the semis yesterday. And uh, and then, unfortunately, England uh, just came up short uh, against New Zealand, losing by 20 points to six. Um, so it's Australia versus uh, New Zealand. I'll tell you what, Brian, that... Uh, uh, she caught number twenty-four. Who who fanger? Yeah. If she ran at me, I would. 
I would soil myself, I'll be honest. Like the, that. the problem is, it's Una, a unashamedly. <laughs> well, well, there's one for you. Callum said that he that Callum said he couldn't tackle Amy Hardcastle. He's Don't think he's no, even got a chance he's against got her. No chance there, has he? Yeah. Oh, can, can you mind? I put a tweet up about going back to the wheelchair. I put a tweet up saying that uh, Jody Bo- Jody Board of Wales. I wouldn't want to be tackling her. Yeah. And, but yeah, they've, she's got to be in the top five. But then. You run away, and you got Amber, Amber all on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're stuck. You don't. You got to go somewhere, and you and you wouldn't want to go into either of them. To be quite fair, no, I I actually thought down our left edge. I actually thought we actually defended against against her really well. To be mm. quite honest, yeah, you're going to make breaks when you're that big and that quick and so. But I actually thought there was times when we had one on one tackles. Um. And, and I thought we dealt with it really well. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a great, good, good semi-final yesterday. I, re- I enjoyed it. Um, it was just a pity that, that England came up. Yeah, again, just unfortunate there. After, but... Particularly after the Samoa game. Yeah. Um, last Saturday, it would have been nice for people going to Old Trafford to see at least one England team in, in the finals, wouldn't it? Listen, yeah, it would have been. It would have been. But you know, again, you know, going back to this. This whole argument of of supporting the internationals and stuff, you know, there's the the, the Kiwis and the Aussie women. They they play each other in like mid season games and yeah. stuff like that, and you, you don't really get to see a lot of the England women apart from these tournaments. So they don't really have right. a lot of time to train together, work together. You know, it, it, it's different. It's again, it's a different. It's supported over there, whereas it's not over here. And I think it's one of those things, Bry, isn't it? Where if the England women can. Um, uh, really inspire young girls to take up the game, then then it's uh, then that will be a, a, a successful World Cup, won't it as well? Yeah, that that's it. I, I've said all all World Cup that this whole tournament, men's women's wheelchair PDRL, is about engaging kids, engaging kids into seeing they can, they can, they can play this game. They can, no matter how you are, how you look, what you feel, you can play this sport. Yeah. And that's what this whole tournament's been about. And yeah, that, I think that's that's going to be the main thing. Them girls, they're going to be devastated or they'll give a party until six o'clock this morning. All right. <laughs> no, well, good for them. They deserved but, it, yeah. But, um, so they're going to feel an over at the minute. But yeah, <laughs> they, they need to be proud of themselves because, as be, I've yeah. said on Twitter today, they, it, they're, they're not just building a future for themselves. They're building a future for those who follow them. Yeah. And... To see see the crowds at the other was it seven and a half thousand last night? Yeah, superb. For that right. second game. Mm. Um I think they said on the television that the York Stadium only holds eight, so Yeah. Well this, this is this me thing. We've we've had a we've had a bit of a moan about the attendances in men's tournaments during this World Cup, but you can't take away the fact from the women's attendances. No, that's right. And the wheelchair ones too. That shows what this sport can do I, I, in any yeah. format. And when it's got, let's let's just say when it's got interesting and it's got to the knockout stages, the crowds have been, I think, have been pretty reasonable. There was a good crowd for Samoa Tonga, uh, the men's. There was a good crowd for England, Papua New Guinea at Bolton. Um, it, there was uh, two good two good attendances in the semis. Um, what are you expecting for the final, Bry? Uh, a lot between of the blue two, between the two games. No, between the two games, the women, <laughs> the women and the men's. What are you what are you expecting as an attendance? You want to say fifty thousand plus, but I'm thinking 
35, 40, I think 40, personally. I mean, you you actually texted me that through the week, didn't you, about what you think is in attendance? And, yeah. yeah I, we, we, I, sort I of, you, we sort of agreed on around about the 40. I think we can get 45. I think that'd be good. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of blue, but a lot of red empty seats as well. Mm, yeah. If the golden point had gone the other way, I think we'd have been talking 60 plus. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think you'd have seen a, I think you'd have seen a sellout. Yeah. I really do. Um, yeah. I really, really do. I think if England would have won on yeah. Saturday, you'd have seen a sellout because the yeah. momentum of this tournament yeah, and what it's right. and what and, and not just and not just the men's game, but the momentum of all to all three tournaments. I think, and I don't think we should underestimate that. I think that's been, yeah. really, I think that's been really good. But just before I, we, sorry, Bobby, go on. I was going to say, I just hope that those that bought the tickets before the final and were expecting England to get there don't just not turn up. Yeah, like, oh, I, trying I, to sell them on the internet yeah. like they were doing last week. Ridiculous. You, yeah. You're gonna, you, no matter if England are there, or not you are going to see a, a two quality sides. Smash into each other and play some high and, quality and the, rugby some league. Of the best players in the world, and you know that that's a that's a sight for anybody. Yeah. So you know, please don't sell your tickets and get down that's there right. and watch it. Just to sorry, we've gone off topic a little bit, but just to wrap up the women's final preview, Bry, um, Australia favourites by I think it's sixteen points. I think uh, sixteen points start with the bookies. Um, they must go into it favourites, but there was a really really close group game, wasn't there between the two? Yeah, there was last Thursday. Yeah. Um, it was really close, but I think Australia would off 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 key in that game. I really do. They were, but was that saying more about that New Zealand can actually cope with the Gillaroos more than other teams can? Which we'll um, which, which we'll see. Mm. Yeah, I think it I think it was, but I also think like there was conversation that the uh you could see in the conversations between the coaches um, Australia coaches, they were unhappy about the second half performances where there have been washouts. Mm. Um, so they were like, you, there was a moment uh, last night. I think there was about two, three minutes ago when the girls were going down the wing and she got bundled into touch by the Aussie defence. You could sh- you could see that they spoke about getting the zero, and you can see that they're building. They're trying to they're trying to rectify the errors that they've had, yeah. and I think one of the errors was how close it was with New Zealand yeah. in that group game. But that is credit to New Zealand as well, yeah. um, as it was in the semi final of the men's. Yeah, as you have probably spoke about, New Zealand getting closer was more to do with New Zealand than it was to do with Australia. Yeah, absolutely. And then on to the um, on to the final game, the, the grand finale, if you like, of the of the whole World Cup. Australia versus Samoa. Bobby, how do you see it? I I hope I hope it's close. I hope it's not a blowout because that would put a real damper on the end of the tournament and, and a and a dampener on Samoa getting there. I can't see anything other than Australia win. I really can't. But I just hope that Samoa put up a, a, a good fight and I think they've got plenty of talent to do so. They've got a big, strong pack. They've got plenty of creative and expansive rugby in them. In, in Jerome Luai and and Toto on the wing and and uh, Crichton and everything like they've that. Got a great backline. They've got a uh, you know they've got some some real talent there, and I really hope they just stand up and and show the the world really that they deserve to be in that final. Oh well, they do, I mean, without question. But I think 
you're right, it's more about can you make it a competitive yeah. event on the day. And I think we'll probably know that by half-time, Bri, won't we? Yeah. If Samoa start the same as they did in the first minute against England, they've got no chance. No. <laughs> Basically, if that was Australia playing them on Saturday, Australia would have scored within the next set or two after how, that ball kick-off. How important is it for Samoa to score first? I think it's. I don't think it's important. I think I think Samoa need to take this game similar to when um, Warrington beat Saint Helens in the Challenge Cup final. You keep in keep in it in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, then you've got a chance, and that's what Warrington done in that Challenge Cup final. They nullified Saint Helens, and and I think that's what Samoa have got to do if they can try and nullify them for twenty minutes. Mm. Bit like what England done to Samoa it's like, in the first game. You're right. It's in a way, it's a little bit like splitting the game up into like eight, ten minute periods or something, isn't it? More than anything. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what you know, that's I, I think. That's how they've got to go about yeah, it. Can we can we do well in the first ten seconds and that sort of thing? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. Do you see anything else except an Australian win, though? No. No. I I I, I think at the at a push. The only way Samoa can win is if Australia get a player sent off in the first half. Mm. Really, that's that's how I see it. It's the only way Samoa win. Yeah, yeah. But well, like, I think you're right. I think there'll be a sea of blue. Um, there's no doubt who the fans are going to be with. Um, so overall, three. I want uh, three winners. Three winners off your bride for the semi final uh, for the finals this weekend. Australia, Australia. Yeah. And I'm going to say England because I know a couple of lads. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Bobby? I'm the same. I'm going to go Australia, Australia. And I think England are going to win one of the top. I'm going England. Come on. Okay, all right. Because five of the six, if you think about it, five of the six favourite pre-tournament have made the final, haven't they? Yeah, they have. There's only Samoa that have rocked that, that favourites tag. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Who, who would have picked Samoa at the start of the tournament? Yeah, well, I think some people might have picked Samoa at the start, but not after one game, that's for sure. No. If you'd have jumped him after that one game... You would have got a decent prize I for think that. you yeah. really would have done. Absolutely. So, go on, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go the same. I think the only one where we, it's heart-ruled head is uh, the wheelchair final, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we're all, I don't we're even think it's a heart. I don't even think it's a heart real head. It's, it's I think England up, yeah. have got some fantastic players. Yeah, like Jack Brown, Sepashara. Even then, coming off the bench, you got Nathan Collins and Death Roberts who bring something different. So I think I think depth wise, it's it's very similar, yeah. and I think it's that close. So I don't, I wouldn't really say heart real head. It's more of a case of yeah. toss of a coin. Real yeah. toss. When we've said this season. Toss of a coin when we've been doing that, predictions. That is, yeah. this is, this is the definition yeah. of a toss of a coin. I'm looking forward to that on Friday night. Yeah, mm. so again, I'm looking. I'm, I'm actually, just, I'm actually sad it's all coming to an end because it's like been like rugby league Christmas, hasn't it? And yeah, I've, it I've, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved the whole, the whole tournament. I've, I've especially loved the fact that they got the group games because there's been three together. If you if you like the men's have been like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you've had the and then you've had the women's and wheelchair one through the week. So there's been really continuously on, mm. and I think that's been absolutely fantastic for us. Do you know what makes it slightly worse as well? Go on. The fact that once this all ends, 
it's like football's going to be shoved down your throat. Yeah, <laughs> for the World Cup. Yeah, you know, I'll support England and everything. I think but... what we quickly need to get on is something like some boxing match, like a Paul Gallon versus James Bentley boxing match. <laughs> it? Just to keep rugby league as a bit of a profile, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like Bentley versus Radley at MMA K- cage listen, fight. Listen, cage fight. UFs, UFs, I'd yeah. say there's a massive queue for James <laughs> Bentley. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like when he's in the in, in like in the fifties in the circuses, isn't it? Where they used to have like a, a, a boxing strongman who'd take on all comers, and that'd be James Bentley, wouldn't it? Wow. Yeah, England v some England v Samoa knockador run championships. <laughs> <laughs> you have to knock on the door and not get caught. <laughs> Oh my days! They're like a remake of the Running Man. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to finish off. Uh, we're going to finish off our uh, our semi final pod uh, with um, the ever popular. I say ever popular. We've only done it once, and it was popular. Uh, I'm, ever I'm, popular. I'm, I'm loving it. Good one, bad one. I think it's. I think it's staying as a feature. That's I like think it. it should. Good I one, bad it. one. Um, who's kicking off? Are we, are we doing a, are we doing, uh, are we doing all good or all bad to start with? YouTube. I'd say we do all bad this time. Okay. Do all bad and then end on a good note. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. right, Brian. Right. Good. Uh, get, how many bad ones have you got? Uh, I can go up to three if you want. You can do. I've got two. I've got three. Right. So go on then. Uh, right. Who's going first? All right, Bobby. Go on. Yeah. All right then. Uh, one we've already kind of covered. I've actually put England v PNG down because I was expecting a lot more from that game. I thought it was going to be a bit closer than it was, and I was a little bit disappointed that we 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 blew them away. So and got wet through and got wet through and everything. Oh. So yeah, I'm going to go with England and PNG for that reason. Okay, Brian. Um, the big screen is on road on Friday. Oh, not showing me place. <laughs> I'm down to two. <laughs> oh, well, I thought you meant it was like us. We couldn't see it, but you were in the posh seats, weren't you? So. I went in the posh seat. I was, I was sat next to the screen. We waved to you and you were in the posh seats. That's all I'm saying. We were in the yeah, car under the rafters. Yeah. You waved <laughs> to me and I give you the two fingers to loop sat, yeah, sat behind a steward that we couldn't that we, we couldn't see. Right. Uh Bobby, go on, another bad one for us. Um I've gone, right, with the seat ordering at Wigan. Because that was row C. Is on the front. Yeah, that's, that's true. just confusing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going up three rows, and I'm like, well, yeah, we're supposed to be on row are, B, here, mate. Yeah. And that's like, row B, there, mate. That's at the front. That's the, yeah. That's not A is not the the ground. I'm yeah. sorry, no, no. I like change, that. change your seat in order. I like that, right? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Wigan, and it's it, it's actually not a World Cup thing, but it is. It's Wigan advertising for the um, volunteer women's head coach. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. We're on the back of something fantastic and then Leeds are starting to pay their players and we need, obviously, after last night, even the coaching staff saying we need to pay these players and we're going to decide to uh, ask for a head coach who's going to be a volunteer. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, I've gone for, um, after the World Cup semi-final England Samoa, uh, I've gone for the Twitter arty. Because I just found it ridiculous. <laughs> yep, fair enough. As you know from some of my yeah. rants, Bri, um, oh, my it was days. just like, it was ridiculous. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, one more each for bad, Bri? 
Yeah, my number one is transpired over the last 24 hours, and it's to the actual Rugby League World Cup organisers. And it's that the PDRL England team have not been asked to go and parade their trophy at, on, at Old Trafford on Saturday. Oh, that seems a shame. So far. That seems that a shame. shame so yeah. far. So they've got time yet. So far, yeah. Um, Nicholas Kennedy. This might Nicholas turn, Kennedy is... Uh, this, might turn, uh, this might turn good one next week then. Yeah, it could because Vossi started it. Vossi actually got on, got on Twitter last night and was not happy about it. And then Nicholas Kennedy has been all over it today, uh, support from Adam Mills and a few others as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it changes into a good one next week. Okay. Bobby, what's your final bad one? Uh, well, my final bad one was the video wreck at Ellen Road. Uh, but obviously, Bryce, like I said that. So I'm going to go back to what we've already kind of covered. And that is, again, sticking with Wigan and the fact that they ran out of pies. Yes. Because that is just, that is just scandalous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that, that makes the bad one list. Uh, and my final one, uh, my final one is uh, is Brian's moustache. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, beautiful, isn't it? Have you? Oh, no! No wonder his missus wants to shave it off. Honestly, anyone who hasn't me. seen it, go on my Twitter page. I've already put a tweet up today. And just to let, just to let everybody know, for the second year in a row, don't panic. I have notified the local schools that it's for mo- that, it, that it is for mo- no member. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't panic. Okay. Um, all right, let's move on to good ones. How many? I've got three. I've got four. Four. Okay, Brian? I think I've got three. All right, probably you start then. Okay. Uh, my first one is the Samoa and Tonga, the Sippy Tau versus the Sivy Tau. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, Where it was the just, tow off. Yeah, it was, Tower, just, the it, was, it was just completely not scripted. It was just two nations, and they just, uh, they just it looked incredible. It was amazing to watch. That's, so, a, pro- that's a proper towie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, excellent. So that one's on my good one. I like that, good one. Right? Yeah, at Leeds, which is no surprise to Bobby, £4 a pint I was getting, and you wanted £6 at Warrington. And this is a football stadium. You only want a four-pound point. But mm. Warrington wanted six-pound. So well done, Leeds. Well, actually, well done, Leeds, on that, because when we got our stuff, they added it up wrong, didn't we? We got about, we got about three pints, three pies, yeah. and some chocolate bars for £12, because they added it up wrong. So well, Even better. Again, well done, Leeds, yeah. Um, uh, my, my good one is just purely just the semi-finals, just the whole issue of all the semi-finals, which I thought were, were in each way... All of them were fantastic, so yep. uh, well done. Absolutely loved it. Brilliant. Bobby, next one. Um, my next one is our whole experience on the, the Samoan the, the Samoan bench. I think the that bench. was just, it was just incredible. It just added to that game. It was amazing. Fantastic from where we were sat and just from start to finish, it was amazing being around people that were so passionate and so enthusiastic about rugby league and watching their nation play like that. I have forgot a little bit of that story. Oh, when, the... when Fritz says to me, when Fritz says to me, Andy, Andy, you must meet such a body and such a body. Oh, of course. I went, all right, okay, yeah, thank you. And, and he went, Andy was with us at the last World Cup and uh, did a great job. I said, oh, thank you. She went, oh, thank you. Thank you for your service with Samoa. I went, oh, it's all right, it's fine. So, Fritz went, yeah, uh, this is the Deputy Prime Minister of Samoa. (laughs) (laughs) All right, nice to meet you. And I sat down, I sat down, I went to Bobby, I went, 
Well, that was a bit that was a bit bizarre. I've just been introduced to the deputy prime minister of Samoa, especially if you he like went, Samoan rugby league. He went, no, 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 Samoa the country. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> I you'd have had a bit of a shave if you knew that was going to happen. I would have yeah. done. I would have had a shave. Yeah, tidied it up a little I bit. I would have done. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, oh. Brian, Lucy Roberts, Wales wheelchair rugby league. Don't know if you've seen this. If you haven't, I'll find it for you and I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> they had a bit of a tussle, shall we say, at the last game, and oh, she started giving the she asked she started giving the all eyes, didn't she? Yeah, and she done the two that. fingers in the eyes and back to him. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, excellent. <laughs> uh, my my second one uh, is at Leeds last week. And we had a boy band photo pose with Andrew Voss. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, we got a picture with Vossi who just says, everybody fold your arms, best boy band pose, go. So we had a a boy band pose with Vossi, which I thought was funny. Yeah, amazing. And at the exact same moment, Sam's getting a photo with uh, Mike Stevenson. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, yeah. (laughs) I reckon we won. Yeah, yeah, I reckon we won that <laughs> one. In the battle well, of the commentators, yeah, I think the we won the commentators, one. I reckon we no, won, I've, yeah. got a, I've got a story. So she, gets, she got the photo because her dad supports Jewsby. She's, she's from Jewsby family. So she said, can I have a photo? And he went, yes. I took the photo and some behind me went, yeah, you get it. And I went, nah, it's all right. I don't support Jewsby. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Nothing to do with that, Bobby. It was the tash. <laughs> <laughs> Sam wouldn't let him on. Not having him on without that. Not that. Look at that. Right. Uh, one more each, then. I've got five. I'll go last. Oh, you've got, got two, two more. more. I've got two more. Right. Possibly another one, but we'll see where the other one goes. We'll All right. We'll give I'll you... go last. Okay. Okay. Uh, my third one is the the fight and the spirit that Fiji put up. In yep. that in that quarterfinal, I thought it was I thought it was brilliant to see, yep. and uh, I just really enjoyed that game. And I thought Fiji's just that that fight that they put up was brilliant. Yep. Okay. And what's your other one? Uh, I'll wait. I'll I'll come oh, back. Okay. Around. I'll let you. I'll let so you my, go. And I'll my come last back one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos, uh, but my last one, uh, the good one, uh, is the capital of Samoa, Apia, at six yes. a.m. Um, after yeah. the semi-final where there's a whole parade of cars, trucks, flags, the highways at a standstill because they've got to the World Cup final and it's at 6am in the capital. That's brilliant. I don't know whether you've seen that. I haven't actually seen it. I'm gonna, you'll have to I've try seen and them. show me. It's amazing. amazing. I'll, I'll have a look at that. brilliant. Six o'clock in the morning. Wow. And they're just in the main street in, in the capital and there's just flags, horns, blaring, everything. It's... Uh, uh, it's quite moving, actually, isn't it, Bri? Yeah. Is, well, the yeah. traffic isn't moving, but the, the scene's moving. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, um, and then, Bobby, what have you got then for the last one? Because Bri's going to go last, apparently. So, oh, Okay, right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do this one, and then I might have another one, depending on what Bri says. All right, go on. But my, my, my main last one, and I apologise if I, if I do butcher his name here, because I've kind of forgot it. It wouldn't be like you. So I know. No. Is it, is it Michael Checker? Yeah. Is that right? It so is, he's yeah. on my good one because uh simply because he crashed out of the World Cup with, with Lebanon, which was which was not great for him, but then twenty four hours later he goes and beats England rugby union with Argentina <laughs> and a part time rugby league coach has upset the entire <laughs> rugby England rugby union team. And for that he goes on my good list. I love it. I agree, I absolutely love it, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well done. 
Yeah, well done, the part-timer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there's my list. <laughs> okay, Brian? Well, as I said, for me, this whole tournament's been about the kids and the next generation. Um, Friday, and then Rose, I had four or five kids who will play for Stanley next to me. Um, and they're actually union players. Okay. And you know a lot more about union. They sat there for the whole game. You know, teenage kids who you think they mess about, they're not interested. They did not stop asking questions about what the players were, who they were, where the best players come from, who they can emulate, everything. They ended up leaving, singing Tino, because right. they loved them. Brilliant. And it show it's be it, it made it it made the night even better for me, and it's through the whole tournament team, the amount of kids who've gone out to sport, either the wheelchair or the women's or the PDRL or the men's, yeah, and made the legacy of this whole tournament, and it was them five four or five kids made this tournament for me, and it was just their interest. They they, they didn't have to do that. He could, you know, they've just looked past the playing for and they've played two games, I think they said. And the, the, the more interesting union, they're going to watch union this weekend, yeah. uh, England, New Zealand. And they were, but they were so, they were so intrigued of play, set plays, what the best way of playing was, who the best players were, how they can, how they can improve their game in, in league, not in union. And you and you were transfixed on this game, Brilliant. and just from that alone, it showed exactly what the whole of this tournament's been about for me. Yeah, uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, good way to end. Yeah, good definitely. way to end. Thanks and thanks, Brian. Thanks as usual for coming on and uh, for being our our guest host in Callum's absence. Yeah, uh, in, 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 in Daddy Callum's absence. So yeah, in Daddy Callum's although, absence. Yeah. Although I am, I am a little bit disappointed that Bry's list did not contain the fact that mid-game, Rob Hicks was just like, Hi, Bry. <laughs> Hi, Bry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> middle, of, middle of Tonga and Samoa, and Rob Hicks just goes, Hi, Bry. <laughs> is, that, is that the good one? That's yeah, one. that's the good, good one. one. I like that. Yeah, right, good one. The good one's a good one. Do you know what? I was sat there, and Freddie had a, a, a Tongan flag, and the, <laughs> I had hold of it. With, as you know, we were sat in the front row behind the posts. And I heard Freddie say, are ya? And I was like, who's he talking to? And I looked up, and there's Rob Hicks sat there, stood in front of me. I have I, I don't know about things. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, World Cup, World Cup quarter final, Rob. Do you want to do your job, mate? Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> what a celebrity. Yeah. Well, it, was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was quite funny to be quite fair. But, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit surreal, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And... Before we go, just a massive good luck to Nathaniel and uh, Joseph Appleyard in the final this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to use our World Cup May the best prediction man win. winner. Yeah. yeah, good luck, lads. I mean, I like Joe, don't get me wrong. He's a lovely guy. But after after I did after I did threaten to take Nathaniel down and then he and then like he beat me, like, you know, it's always good to get beat by the winner. So. Exactly. So, so you know. there you go. Well, yeah. well the thing is, is my, my thoughts on this is I actually, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Joseph and I like him a lot, but I want Nathaniel to win because then it'd only be an 18 months after, oh no, actually I want Joseph to win. And then it'll be 18 months till you were right about Huddersfield coming second in something. Yeah, that's... Good point, Brian. <laughs> Good point. Just ahead of the game. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It'll only be an 18 months too late. Oh, but... It's there. but never mind, I've still got it. Well, I think that wraps us up, doesn't it? It does indeed. And look, I know we're all hurting from, from the weekend and England crashing out, but uh, I encourage if you've got tickets, please use them. Please, please go to the final. Please watch what should be an outstanding game and an outstanding weekend of rugby league in men's, women and wheelchair. If you are going to any games, stay safe. Enjoy the game. Enjoy rugby league. Enjoy the end of the World Cup. And we'll definitely be back next week to do a review before we have a break for the Super League season. We will indeed. So stay safe. Enjoy your rugby league. And thank you for listening. And it's goodbye from all of us. Goodbye. Bye. Come on, England. (laughs) 